Hello and welcome back to the Football Chat Podcast. It's episode number 102 today where we will be discussing and breaking down Manchester United's 7-0 loss away to Liverpool. What a surprising game this was. Wow. I mean, I, I was no lost words. for words when I saw this result. I mean, saying the same thing yeah. are the only words that can be used to describe it. It just seems unfathomable considering everything going into the game, how Manchester United were in form, Liverpool were out of form... Yet somehow, Liverpool put seven past them. I think it's hard to say Liverpool out of form. They've looked good in recent weeks. Big win against Newcastle. But they're still seventh in the league. They are... St- well, they mean they're fifth now, aren't they? Oh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked. Yeah. They've turned their season Probably after the beating. You know, I have now. They're already going to no spots. the circumstances of who was in form, who wasn't, I did not see this being 7-0. No, it was just cataclysmic across the board for Manchester United. And we're going to break down the game in a bit more detail. Obviously... We knew this game would be an interesting one as both sides are very similar in the way they like to attack, aren't they? Both like to generate these transitional moments where they look to invite the pressure, get the ball in behind and try and score a goal. That was how Liverpool were so successful in their title-winning campaign. Obviously, Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, Firmino, incredibly good on the counter-attack. And uh, this was actually a problem for Manchester United. Wasn't We saw Liverpool come forward. Every single Liverpool goal was a very similar fashion. It was when they got those transitional moments. Yeah. There's a fundamental problem with Manchester United's press. See, how United press is very narrow, very aggressive. They like to go man for man and they like to have a very narrow press. So they have one, they have their left winger, for example, on the right back, the striker on the left on the right center half and then the right winger coming onto that left center half. That that, that means that the left center the le- the left back is always open and that's obviously how we saw the first goal. Didn't we? The Gakpo yeah, one. Yeah. Quite good. Robertson pricking up the ball on that left-hand side. Played that ball through to Gakpo after he took it past Dallow. Fred couldn't deal with Gakpo. And then Gakpo obviously um, cut inside, passed round and slid it top corner. Well, bottom corner, wasn't it? But yeah, so that's how we tend to see how United got torn apart in the first half. But overall, the first half was quite balanced. Yeah, I think, I, I think that's the thing that caught me off guard. Is that first 45... It was a you know a decently close game. United was still in it. They had chances. I mean, Bruno had a really good chance. Uh, there was probably a chance of the half until obviously uh, Gakpo scored the first. But you, he, it was really intriguing to see that the 15-minute break changed the game dramatically. Yeah. Yeah, well, it did. The first half was finally balanced. The second half, United capitulated. And there's a few key reasons for this. United are over-aggressive, out of possession. We mentioned there there's a weak, fundamental weakness in their press, and that's that they like to go player to player, man for yeah. man. That relies heavily on them winning the 1v1s. Now, a lot of the time, this works. They can, you know, Fred, we've seen, win the ball up high up the pitch a lot of times this season, and then be able to create a chance off of that, playing it out wide or playing it into Rashford. Something like that can, uh, that can work really nicely. But if you lose your 1v1s, which, as you tend to concede more goals, is what happens you tend to start slipping. The concentration slips, you lose more 1v1s, you concede more goals. And I think this is a problem for Manchester United. Because if they can't go 2-0 down without then conceding a third, and then a fourth, and then a fifth, and then a sixth, and then even a seventh, it's a massive issue. And we'll get onto their man- mentality in a, in a moment. But yeah, obviously that then exposes the, the back line if they, leave, if they yeah. lose those 1v1s, especially against a team like Liverpool, who love to generate these dangerous transitional moments, as we've mentioned. It means that if they lose the ball in those 1v1s, instantly Liverpool can spring an attack and that can be potentially very problematic for Manchester United, as was shown 
in the game. Well, that's how they got their goals. They lost the ball in midfield. It was then played to one of the Liverpool forwards who may have to take it past a player or may just have a clean yeah. shot of goal and instantly they've got a goal. So that was genuinely, generally how that second half played out. Ended up 7-0. But yeah, there's a lot to discuss. So that uh, the second goal was Nunes's, wasn't it? Yeah. Nunes's header. Quite easy header, that one. 3-1v1s lost in midfield, I noted. Casemiro, I think, was the last to lose it and then it ended up with Harvey Elliott out wide. Crossed it in for Nunez and he just pretty much headed it into an empty net. Gakpo, similar. Martinez lost that 1v1 to Salah. Salah then plays it into Gakpo. It's a very nice finish. I thought Cody Gakpo looked really, really good in this game. He did. But the whole front three did. They did. Uh, I I still think we're yet to see what, if they're really there yet. Oh, I think all getting a brace and a 7-0 drop yeah, in Manchester United yeah, is a no, pretty good indication. I mean, United made it easy for them. They did. And yeah, as goals goes in, there's con- that concentration drops, more goals conceded, as we've mentioned. Then it was 4-0. Salah slaps it home. 5-0. That Henderson cross and Nunes had a second unmarked header. Quite yeah. you know, quite easy chances, but he's got to finish them. Yeah, the uh, flick behind, wasn't it? And then the sixth goal was the ball ricocheting around the area. Salah just slotted that one home. The seventh was that good finish from Firmino it at the end. Good, De Gea. I don't know what defend on the line and De Gea. I don't know what I don't, I don't know how you don't stop that. Well, this is this is the issue, isn't it? Once they get to six 0 they don't have the mentality of let's just not yeah. concede anymore. But from that angle, how you're letting that ball in the goal, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, just to conclude then on that breakdown, the first half was finally balanced with both sides looking to generate transitional moments and Liverpool sort of just got lucky. They, they yeah. exposed Manchester United's one weakness in the press and they were able to exploit that and they got a goal from it. The second half then, Manchester United capitulated in their aggressive out-possession system. Liverpool took full advantage and deserved 7-0 bit winners. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, very strong points from Liverpool. They looked incredibly good. In terms of the impacts then, this is one where we can debate it a little more. It's not as cut and dry as this is what happened, these are the issues. It's very much more abstract. Is this a problem for the future for Manchester United? I mean, I think the first thing I'd say is that they cannot overreact. I mean, a lot of fans are going, oh, 7 0 yeah. to our, to our closest rivals, oh, the club's in trouble, oh, we're rubbish, oh, we're this. You won a, you know, you won a cup final a week ago. United yeah. fans cannot you cannot overreact at all and the United players can't Ten Hag can't you know mm. you cannot forget that you, this is one game Yeah. and if they if they're on the Carabao Cup if they go on to win the FA Cup and the Europa League and finish higher than Liverpool in the league they'll, you know, they won't care about the 7-0 yeah. they'll completely forget about it yeah fair enough and you'll send, the same sentiment is made with this tweet from Euroexpert go and check him out on Twitter very uh insightful page but he just said it's mad what one loss can do before the weekend there were statements about how Vegas has been excellent Dallow is top class United is an elite centre back and United are top one loss later Vegas needs to leave Dallow should be upgraded Martinez is exposable and United are bad exactly it's just football ridiculous. fans are fickle one bad yeah. result one heavy loss I agree losing 7-0 to Liverpool is disgraceful you c- it is. Like, Manchester United cannot There's afford no to lose 7-0 yeah. to Liverpool I feel like for United fans if it wasn't Liverpool there'd be less of a reaction I still think a 7-0 loss 21 in the Premier League if you lose 7-0 to Southampton you might I, mate if you lose 7-0 to this Southampton oh, team God. I would want the entire yeah, basically, team basically you don't want to lose 7-0 um, but yeah I do think Manchester United do need to consider their problems because there's it, it's, de- it's they're definitely not there yet We've, you no, know, we've spoken no, this season no. how Manchester United could be challenges for the Premier League and then you see stuff like this and you're reminded of where those issues yeah. lie. There's still but, some 
big they're problems. Still, they're still United. quite. They're still close, and they, as I, I just don't think they don't need to overreact to this. To this, you know, they just need yeah. to sort it. You know, it, it will be a problem in the future if they don't sort it. But it's happened once. They've got to sort it out, and if they can sort it out, it won't happen again. Yeah, looking at the factors that cause this, then should Ten Hag adapt his system? Because we see this really out uh, over aggressive out of possession system. It works really, really well in some games. But they've lost six two to Manchester six two to Manchester City and seven 0 to Liverpool now. The the only thing for me is that I don't, it's not for me. It isn't the system's fault. They can see seven. They can see six. No, but does it not just breed more problems? If your if your system is very much more compact. And you're not, you know, you're regrouping, then you don't concede so many. But then does it become, do you do it dependent on the opponent? Oh, yeah. Maybe you you should be setting up more. If you embarrass you, then you've got to be careful. If you're going to Reading away, I don't think you need to adapt your system to avoid a bloodbath. But it's so, it's similar to Marcelo Bielsa. Remember him at Leeds? He played a very similar aggressive system. They either won 4 3 or lost 6 0. And it was brilliant. His problem came up. Yeah, his problem came when he had injuries and then refused to change it. So he had like, you know, left wingers playing right centre half. Yeah, and you know, players just playing out of position. I don't think they at one point. You know, I think I think I did see. I don't uh, remember seeing Rafinha having a. Well, he's a good tackler. We learned that when watching Barca yeah. lose to United again. Well, this the thing. United success. have had some brilliant moments this year. They've, they've, you know, they've won the Carabao Cup against a good Newcastle. Exactly. Aside a really good defensively, what, uh, but also going forward in Newcastle. Seven days ago, United fans saying, we're the best team, you know, we're brilliant, yeah. we've won a Carabao Cup, we're going to go push on and win loads of trophies. A week later, they say the whole squad's rubbish and that 10 needs to go and they need to completely yeah. clear out. I think that's just the general attitude of football yeah. fans, though. Like Chelsea fans, I've already seen people getting back on that pot of train because of one win to, yeah. to Leeds. I'll always be sticking fit, with Potter. Yeah. For now, obviously, if we if we don't if we like, if we, lost if we get relegated, table, well, I think I would probably have some yeah. questions. But um, yeah, but t- just don't some fans are fickle. Overreact from Manchester United. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, looking at the deeper issues at the club, then do you think Manchester United have a mentality now, problem? I know it's not quite the Premier League level, but as a player, mm. been on the wrong side of some heavy losses. But I, you already know. That as a player, and it should kick in automatically. Once, if you know that you are, you know, once you concede three or four, it mm. should kick in automatically that you make sure you do not concede any more. But even if it kicks in as an individual, if there's one or two players well, not, not looking interested, as a team, you should all realise, Christ, we're four. Now, this is already embarrassing. At four, we have to you know work hard to make sure we aren't embarrassed. Even well, I think this lies on two. On, on multiple shoulders, you could look at the players on the pitch and you could say they need to be still focusing in this. They're three 0 down. They need to be. They shouldn't then let their heads drop and then concede seven. But you could also look at Ten Hag. Why does he not make a change then? Surely you set up defensive. You keep yeah. it at three 0 You maintain your you dignity. Changes. You got to make changes. At Instead, that point. we're now sat here recording a podcast as yeah. to how they lost seven 0 One player I do want to talk about a lot is Bruno Fernandez. What a joke. Yeah, well, that is that. I'm sorry, gets into but, that mentality, doesn't it? When your captain is the yeah. one that immediately lets his head drop, and if I can't yeah. be good. and then and if he's diving around on the floor, you know, saying he's smacked in the face when it hasn't even, you know, it's just touched yeah. his chest. But I'm sorry, right, but and if, I think the moment that boiled Manchester United fans pissed the most 
was him requesting yeah. to be substituted. If you see your captain at 6-0 down go, can you sub me off? Why are yeah. any other players going to bother? He's meant to be your leader. He's meant to be your, you know, like battle. If you're going into battle, he's the one you follow. If you see yeah. him asking to be subbed off at 6-0, why on earth would you bother trying to play? There are only two reasons you should ever ask to be subbed off. And one is you're injured or you're having a medical emergency or two, your wife is pregnant with your baby and it's being delivered now. Yeah. I don't know how you'd find that out on the pitch without the manager telling you. They'd probably but... sub you off anyway. <laughs> they probably would go, they're, come they're, on, There are two reasons where they will sub you off. Yeah. Well, no, because you could carry on with the injury, couldn't you? But yeah. You, you, yeah. It's the only reason really you should come but off. Just embarrassing. Yeah. And, and that could be the one... That's the difference. The mentality last week was in... A, and this is what could be United's problem. Is that mentality last week... I think they were lucky they're up against the Newcastle side. Hmm. If they are, if you get that, out of form, and out of yeah, form Newcastle side. My worry would have been is if they played a side and they'd, if they'd gone one nil down, two nil down that final, I think they would have got embarrassed just like they did here. I disagree because of the nature of how Newcastle play. Okay, no, no, Newcastle are very good sorry, going sorry, forward. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. If it wasn't Newcastle, if they get if it was to Liverpool in the same situation, if, yeah, if then, they get to the league final, and they somehow get Arsenal and Arsenal go two three and up. Yeah, if it's another team that loves to exactly. generate these transitional uh, moments, and then the problem yeah, would be, enough. you know, if, if you've got a mentality like that, you will. I mean, quite simply, you will not win anything. No, you well, well cup, so <laughs> I was going to say, well, you maybe will, not. You will struggle to win trophies. I think you can win cup competitions with a poor mentality. Oh yeah, because I think the, I think Chelsea proves that. Look at the run that United got. No, but I think I'm, even... I'm not one to say that teams get it easy because obviously they did really well to get to the final and then win it. But look at the run they got. Of course, but you could argue every team in history has never got a cup. You'd, every every team that's won the cup, that every big side that's ever won the cup has never faced a challenge better than themselves. Have they? Yeah. So, you know. No, I see what you mean. It's, unless still, they're a massive underdog. Well, they got Villa, Charlton. Yeah, I, I agree. They had, a, they had a weak run. I mean, back, but, in, back in the old days, that is... Three very but tough it, games. But you could also argue it falls on the other teams that they didn't get that far. Manchester City got knocked out by Southampton. That's not United's fault. Arsenal got knocked out by... Um, who was it? Can't remember. Yeah, Charles, I also, I also want to point out... That I'm, not, I'm not saying anything here, but I would just like to point out that in the last ten cup draws... United have been drawn as the home side. Yeah. In and both the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. tie in that Which time. is ridiculous. Um, I think the Cup ties have been really weird this year. Like Chelsea mm. drawing City in both the Carabao and the United getting at home every single round. Yeah. Both Chelsea and Arsenal already being out of the FA Cup because they've both had to play City. Yeah. I also find that mental because now you're left with a quarter-final stage where three Premier League... Sorry, four Premier and League again, clubs are left. Who did United get? Everton and West Ham. Yeah, we're guaranteed a championship side in the semi-finals. Yeah, and we could we could genuinely have no Premier and League sides. Then United, then United will Wait, smack them up. Then United, is it, is it, it, and then United will get Brighton in the final. Is, bit. It, is it Brighton, Fulham in the semis? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we will have one Premier League side then. But if somehow Burnley beat C, or um, yeah. who is it? Blackburn United. I can't remember who's got United yeah, now. Pro- yeah, they probably have got Blackburn or some random. Let's have a look. I don't think it's. I know it's not Grimsby because that would be a brilliant. Do you game. think that, that that I do think that does also affect the mentality? Because what? when they get these easy Win, winning the when cup, they get these easy cup draws and things like that. United have Fulham, so it's not bright. Brighton play Grimsby, so you could genuinely have yeah, a situation yeah. where not a single Premier. Yeah. Oh, other than United, Fulham, obviously. But, but yeah. I think, but 
playing all these easy sides in the cup competitions where you, it's not like a cup tie where you have to like you know you have to come from one nil down you have to come from two nil down and you have the mentality to dig you know you know dig in and win the game yeah I think there's just there's a lot of individuals at Manchester United who are still in it just for themselves. There's a lot of selfish players yeah. still there. I think you have to start weeding them out. And United, I think, will over the next few years. But yeah, maybe maybe that's not a personnel. Maybe it's a whole squad mentality yeah. problem I mean, I, because I'm it not, seems I, that way. I know it's probably, you shouldn't really point fingers after a seven 0 loss. But if you're Eric Ten Hag, Bruno Fernandes doesn't get in my match day squad for your next game. Not a chance. There's no way a player. But I don't acts think like it was that. an in. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He deserves. Off that should even touch the football pitch next game. Yeah, so FPL players, uh, look out for I that. I have one. got in my FPL team though. So ten, I may don't know, but yeah, he genuinely wouldn't. I don't. Yeah, I think you'd give him a, a game on the sidelines, but yeah. in terms of actual laying blame anyone's shoulders, is impossible because everyone made mistakes. Yeah, every yeah. player on the pitch made a mistake. So. But I do think we will see a response from United. We look at Ten Hag where they've had problems this season. Rashford took late to a meeting. He benched him. He then subbed him on. He scored two goals at Wolves. Yeah. I, I think Ten Hag will deal with this well. Do you think they got it right going Rashford up front, Vegas and attacking midfield? Bruno out left? No. That, I mean, that's, a, again, more aggressive. I, I because you're taking a midfielder out of the middle. You're going yeah. up, you're putting Rashford up front to try and, and maximise those use, transitional moments. You cannot use the ball at his feet in you know, a central attacking midfield. It feels like they're very much shoehorning Vegorst in. Weird. Like, why don't you just play another midfielder in there? Yeah. Or put Ganacho on the left and you've keep Bruno in his actual position. I know he's injured, but you've, <laughs> you, you did have Ericsson. You could have Fred Casemiro Ericsson all in there, so... You know, it's just very confusing for United, but yeah, for them, because I mean, you know, Liverpool are still part of this game too. But for United, it was yeah. embarrassing. But I do think they will respond. No two on apart. Should we talk about Liverpool? Because I think yeah. they'll be a lot more cheery for the fair first enough. for the first time this season. Liverpool fans aren't going to hate us. Do you know what? Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it's very. I mean, I believe they win their game in hand. They're fourth. What a turnaround that is! Huge, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think this will be a massive confidence boost for Liverpool? I mean, you'd imagine so, wouldn't you? I'm not. Oh, seven. Yeah, I think any team that wins seven, they're probably going to be very high. Yeah, but well, obviously people have been writing them off on a high in the Champions yeah, League. They're five two down to Real Madrid on aggregate. No, Real coming in following it. a loss don't in the Copa eat. del Rey final. Oh, they're feeling a bit sad. Liverpool coming in following a seven no. 0 win. No. Oh, there's a week in between though, isn't it? It's not Real Liverpool this week. Yeah, Real Liverpool next week. Me. But and no. No. Oh, Liverpool going to win their game of the weekend, and that could, I think Liverpool will prove they've been very inconsistent. Like they beat Newcastle and drew to Palace. I think they could again. Mm. I don't think they get. I don't think they get torn apart, but they'll lose. Uh, but yeah, this okay. will be a big confidence boost. As I said, three points off top four yeah. of the game in hand. What a turnaround! Salah looks back at his best. Nunes and Gakpo. Did look very decent. Well, is that probably finally working? They seem to link up quite nicely. They seem to be communicating or moving in the right sort of manner to how you'd expect Liverpool to work. Maybe it's there. Maybe. 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 The problem for Klopp's Liverpool is that teams worked out what they were going to do. They worked out they wanted to invite the pressure and then, you know, play that ball forward and get those transitional moments. Liverpool are still poor defensively. And if a team they can are. challenge their defence, they will concede. But are they? They, they didn't. Lose, they didn't concede to Manchester United. How has oh, the amount of time? Oh, oh, Klopp, Liverpool fans I talked to, them, they keep showing me this one tackle that Trent made on Rashford when Rashford yeah. threw on goal and Trent got the ball, and I'm like he still can't defend. But has Klopp changed something in the Liverpool tactics? Because it seems that way. They don't seem to be so dangerous. It's one game. But, but they're playing out the press again. What? 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 what 
made what happened for Liverpool was that they liked to play the ball out the back. As more pressing teams came into the Premier League, they struggled more and more. And now, maybe they've found a way to play out that I mean, press. If you look at the stats, obviously, you go three clean sheets in the last three games. Then I look at it and go, Newcastle were down 10 men and did look the better side. And you think if they had another mm. man, they'd done all right. Palace, Lost yes, away, they yeah. didn't concede, but they didn't score any. You know, Real, they scored two, conceded five. United looked nowhere near them. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I think that's all for today yeah can they well yeah last thing can Liverpool carry momentum I think we've already done it I think they have carried the momentum and that's why they are now only three points off top four. well that's the thing so looking at the Premier League table just quickly oh yeah I think I'm right I hope I'm right so Liverpool are now three points off Tottenham yeah. with a game in hand so there's 13 games to play that's 39 points on offer if Liverpool were to win every single one of them which seems a bit of a stretch I agree they'd finish on 81 points is there a is there a chance no, don't no, 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 it's, don't it's, no, but um, how high could they end up? No. <laughs> That's not, no, sorry, I was just wondering no. for the sake of the title fight. No, they're not in a title fight, mate, come on. They're, As I say. What? 22 points behind. They're 22, no, 21 points behind Arsenal. A good good way off City yeah, as well. I still think we've got sight to see from Brighton. They've got loads of games in hand on everyone. Why, why have Brighton not played any football? And Brentford. Brighton and Brentford have still got loads they're of games. they play double next week and then... Yeah. Yeah, play in weeks so after. I, so. do, I do think Liverpool will get top four, though. Yeah, because Tottenham are crap. Newcastle have fallen off. And United have... It would be interesting the reaction from United. Is there a chance United slip out of Champions League spots? No. What if Tottenham find form and Liverpool no. find form? No, miracles aren't going to happen. Tottenham don't find What if ball, Newcastle and Liverpool find ball? Tottenham drew to Wolves. They lost to Wolves. They did do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Wolves, well. yeah. All right, Tottenham no, are out Wolves. of it. Tottenham are rubbish. Yeah, Wolves now. That's 13. a separate point, man. That's a point for another day. We'll, we'll, find, we'll yeah. wait until they lose 7 0 to Liverpool. And then yeah. We can, uh, but yeah, that is all. That is probably all yeah. for today. This is a bit of a weird timed podcast. We want to get this out as soon as possible. Yeah. This will be late Monday night. I don't know how late, whether this is a. It should be too late. 8pm, 9pm episode or whether it's later. Hopefully it's not any later. Um, But yeah, there will be another podcast at the usual time on Wednesday. So look out for that. We're going to discuss the relegation fight because there's six points in it at the moment between 12th and bottom. Any team could go down. So look out for that on Wednesday. But that is all from us today. If you have enjoyed, please do get involved in the comments down below. Tell us what you thought of today's video, whether you thought it was decent, and uh, what you thought of the game. Manchester United nil, Liverpool 7. That is all for us today, though. Thank you all very much for watching, and we'll see you next time. See ya.